Welcome back to Beyond the Spectrum. This is Dream sharing my family's journey with autism with you. And this is episode 12. I'm not really sure exactly what it is about eye contact that's so intimidating. When I think about times where I've been in trouble or the spotlight has been on me, looking into the eyes of another person sitting across from me, talking about something really intense, or looking into a sea of eyes, looking at me, maybe giving a speech for class, the eyes really do hold a lot of that connection. And if it's unwanted connection, it's the last place where you wanna direct your focus. So I don't know if it's the same for a neurodivergent mind, but I can kind of imagine it. It was always important for me to be able to make that connection as comfortable as possible because I know how important it is in the world to be able to have that connection. However, it wasn't a guarantee that our family would be able to effectively accomplish that. So if that's the place that you are in, I don't want you to hear yesterday's episode and this episode and be discouraged because there are other ways that you can impact that child, that you can cross the border into their world without using something as intense as eye contact. In my opinion, that is kind of a high-level connection, but it's also intimidating to try to do that and not have that progress along the way and feel like you're doing something wrong. Don't feel that way. The best advice that I can give is Don't try to put your expectations on them. Try to manage your expectations based on the feedback that you get. When Micah was younger, he loved certain textures and certain pressures on his skin, on his back. He loved massages. He really loved intense pressure on his arms. You know when you're little kids and you tried to uh, have really aggressive kind of rough play with your friends and sometimes you'd grab their arm and twist in the opposite direction, the brush burn feel? He actually loved that. He also used to like wrestling and that really rough play. We have this one video, I think I mentioned it before, where he was in a little jumpy jump in our house that we had a little mini jumpy jump and he he wanted to always kind of be thrown (laughs) against the floor of it. He wanted to feel that impact. There are some things that you have to say, okay, this is is not appropriate. We can't take it, you know, obviously you're not gonna throw him into the wall or anything like that. So there's, there's limits, right? There's limits where you are not going to give them everything that they desire, but you do want to be able to kind of meet them halfway. Another thing that I was always really conscious of is how this would be perceived in society. There are times when we get so overly concerned about how people view us that it's damaging. But there's also times when we expect society to make concessions for every little behavior that really isn't appropriate. So you have to look at that and say, how is this gonna be viewed outside the context of what this is right now. Okay, as a three-year-old, he may be able to get away with this behavior, but as a seven, 10, 12-year-old, how is that gonna be viewed when I'm not there? Am I actually setting him up for disaster by allowing him to just feel like he can do whatever he likes because this is how his brain works? There's this really delicate balance between the two and you always have to be on guard. You want to push him to 
have the behaviors that are socially acceptable and you also want him to be able to have the appropriate release that he's needing or the appropriate feeling that he's desiring and you want it to all be in the context of what is going to be viewed in a healthy way and also help to fulfill what it is that he's needing. So at the time he was having some stimming behavior which is just repetitive behavior that helps to regulate them and at the time they started to have those little clickers that were out which was perfect because you know we didn't want him to be hand flapping as much or you know doing things that might be viewed with a negative you know connotation in the years to come but if we gave him something to do with his hands that was socially acceptable, we felt that it was a great compromise that allowed him to get what he needed and also to grow it into something where we can watch that morph into something more socially acceptable as the years went on. In some ways, you could even say him playing guitar whenever he's feeling, you know, stressed or anything. It's that, you know, repetitive movement of his fingers that who knows, we look at that and society might look at that as, wow, he's just a great musician that can't help but play guitar all the time. But maybe for him, it also gives him that feedback that he needs that is, you know, a replacement for the little clickers that he was using as a little child or the repetitive behaviors that he used as, you know, an infant and a toddler. So it's really important that you don't get so bogged down with all of these specifics. Instead, you look at your child, you look at the individual and you say, what is it that this child can do right now? How far can I push him a little bit each day to get into where I think would be most beneficial for him to have that smooth transition into society? But also, are there things that he does that can actually be disguised a little and hidden in a way that allows him to still get what he needs and society is none the wiser. There's probably things that we all do as adults where we're doing the same exact thing, but we've been able to work that out ourselves. But maybe with a neurodivergent child, you might need to help them morph that so that they know they can trust you, that you're gonna help them get what they need but you're also going to help protect them in the way that they're viewed by their peers and society. I hope what comes across in today's podcast is they're your child and they are very unique. They're their own individual, but you are their helper and you are the best one to be able to work this whole dance out with your dancing partner. You have all the tools, you have all the steps, you have that rhythm. Now dance. I'll see you tomorrow.